Welcome to the debut episode of the Sunday Sweats Podcast. We are a golf betting show for all the pronouns who find themselves spending their Sunday afternoon sweating as their 100 to 1 outright bets duck hook one to the left OB or lips out a four foot putt on 18. Yeah, just like Max Homa the other weekend lost me $600. Well, even though he won, but whatever. You actually won $72 because you had me cash you out on a hole 11 when he was two strokes back. Well, technically, you illegally did that when I was in Iowa and you did it here in Chicago, so you should pay me like $578. You know, you don't have to bring up the past. This is mainly gathered towards the future of golf betting for us. Well, they need to know the history so they know whether to fade or pick our picks. Fade them. Probably fade. Fade the picks. <laughs> well, you can follow me because I know how to win, but you can fade whoever else you want. But uh, today we are gathered by our co-hosts, Adam and Reggie. We have our executive producer, Jack, on his college MacBook, who has rediscovered how to use GarageBand. It's fucking nice. And if you happen to hear any background noise, that is from uh, Nevada Trav, who is currently still working on a 6.30 on a Wednesday, but we're gathered here today, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll chime in with some picks at some point here, but before we get fully into it, you know, we can talk a little background so you guys understand. Um, you know, I'm Reggie, that's Adam, and I'm the golfer. Adam sucks at fucking golf. I mean, he's like probably a 36 handicap somewhere in that ballpark. I think that might be a little generous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I played a scramble against, or they played a scramble against me last year, and I don't think they could make a putt the entire round, like even inside like five feet. It was pretty pathetic. It's a it's a personal victory for mine if I don't hit the whole limit when I'm when I'm golfing. Yeah, so he's pretty bad. I wasn't a big better to be honest until it got legalized, and then I focused on golf specifically, and then that's where Adam and I kind of merged because he's a degenerate gambler essentially, and we live together. And so it just kind of instantly happened to where he got really into golf betting and ended up probably losing more than he wins on every sport, but including golf. But he does have some good wins out there um, that I'm a little bit jealous of. But he'll kind of tell you how the show is going to go schedule-wise. Um, and it's going to be a, a bi-weekly show for before the start of the tournament as well as after the tournament to talk about our wins, but probably more likely our losses. Yeah, you know, we, we kind of made this podcast as a, uh, a, you know, a place to broadcast some of our picks and then a safe space to mourn as we come up <laughs> short on Sundays. Uh, so on a typical Wednesday, um, you're going to get, you know, alongside the normal banter of us, but you're going to get the, uh, the, the main stats that we decided were kind of important for, you know, each specific course and tournament. Um, you know, you might get a look back at some of the past winners, and you're going to get uh, the picks, our picks for the upcoming tournament. Um, both of us kind of have our own style of, uh, you know, what we, where we think the value is or how we like to bet. Um, you know, I mainly, I mainly stay, stick towards the first-round leaders, the uh, outright winners, and Reggie likes to dabble in the, uh, you know, accepting being, you know, 19th place. You know, I like to... I like to root for guys to actually win and not fall, you know, six strokes uh, short. But I guess that's the difference between the winning mentality and the loser mentality. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, there's just 
not a ton of value, I feel like, when you're picking outright winners. Um, and so I like to go top 10 routes a lot. And I got a strategy for that that worked out pretty well last year. The first round leader is super fun and it gets you interested Thursday. So I like the idea of it. But if they tie T1, then your bet gets split and it's fucking stupid. Like you end up having a 66 to 1 bet that ends up being like 20 to 1 or something because two or three people are at T1. So, like, why do you even bet it? It's so hard to pick that. I just... It happens all the time. It happened to me last year. It happened in the last tournament. Yeah, it happened last tournament. Well, I mean, it's going to happen to you when your outright winner who's leading on 18 decides to miss a three-foot putt. But, Corey Connors, I I appreciate your effort, you know, cashing me, cashing me at another first-round leader, but it it was a $250 putt that Corey uh, decided to lip out on not even lip out. He just pushed it all the way he left. He just missed it. It was bad, to be honest. And I just saw it coming from a mile away. You know, he put it in the bunker on 18 coming in. And he put it on the green. Pretty nice shot from like 200-ish. And then he had a 50-footer. And I was like, he's for sure going to three-putt this. Just because Adam had 250 or, well, 500 on the line. But 250 if he missed it. Sure enough, he likes to push it a little bit left, and instead of I, uh, instead of a thirty-three to one live bet cash, it turned into about a sixteen to one, and significantly less. But um, you know, you're gonna get that normal normally on a Wednesday show, and then a Sunday show. Uh, you know, are, we're aiming to tune in. I guess it depends on how team morale is over here. Hmm. Uh, you know, we Could might tough. we might be uh, joining in. You know, live at hole fifteen to sixteen to kind of catch some of the raw emotion. Um, you know, the past couple weeks, we've definitely had ourselves some, you know, dare I say it, Sunday sweats, uh, a lot of pacing uh, around the living See what room, you did there. a lot of, uh, a lot of beers being drank and a lot of just nervousness in the air, but followed by a lot of disappointment recently. But, um, we're also going to update you to any live bets. Um, you know, I'm a fan of kind of, at least for the first round leaders for sure. Uh, maybe feeling out or seeing, you know, where you can get some of that value. Uh, for example, last week, Corey Connors let off birdie, birdie, birdie. So I elected to jump on the train for first round leader and it paid off. Um, along with live betting, you can also hear the, uh, the Reggie strategy, uh, that nearly sent him into a depression last Sunday. Uh, he might as well have gotten a tax write off for the donation he made, but we'll dive into that a little bit. In a little uh, bit, um, you'll also get a recap of you know our winners and losers for the tournaments. Uh, my personal favorite uh, segment is we're going to highlight what happens to be the nicest scorecard of the weekend. Uh, special shout out to Richie Wierenski this past weekend who had a 69 in back-to-back back-to-back rounds, uh, which was unheard of. Uh, nice. Two weeks ago, very nice. We had Ted Potter who. Had three 69s and then a 67 in the final round. Uh, Should have double bogeyed the last. Was damn near close to the equivalent of a 300 in bowling, but... it's <laughs> a lot of work. We're going to be scouting for those 69s, and uh, we're also going to have a special, another special segment um, for all of you that have refused to transform into the legality of, you know, sports betting, uh, and, you know, might have your local neighborhood bookie 
you know we got that, one downstairs. You know the you know the sweating and the chasing that goes on. Uh, you know you see your accounts a little negative come Sunday after the golf tournament. We have our uh, our token basketball uh, selector, token basketball sports better uh, Loby, who will be coming in with his Loby locks. Uh, to help those that are chasing after the golf tournament. He's going to break down whatever slapdick, uh, you know, 10 o'clock or 8 o'clock tip-off college basketball or NBA basketball game. He's going to come in with his favorite picks to kind of help you maybe get, you know, if not in the green, you know, a little bit closer to the green so you're not eating ramen for the first week or trying <laughs> to explain to the wife why, uh, you know, a certain bill isn't getting paid. Yeah, that's one that I might actually follow because he tends to do well betting. Um, unless it's Chicago sports, there's a little, uh, there's a bias. There's a bias there. There's a little homerism that everybody kind of has, and it's just a little bit elevated with, yeah. with old lobes. So. so be careful on those ones. But otherwise, it's it'll be a good segment to uh, potentially chase those bets. I personally tried to do that this last Sunday. Uh, my betting strategy did not work out too hot that Adam was just referring to that I thought was a surefire winner. <laughs> And it wasn't. So <laughs> when when Reggie first approached me and told me his strategy, he was very excited. And the way that I kind of equivalented it to or compared it to was when you go to the casino and <laughs> you place $25 on blackjack and you lose your first hand, so you naturally then double up to 50 And, you know, most of the times you're losing the 50 as well. So you reach in and rip out your last $100 bill and just kind of die on Guaranteed that. Guaranteed win. Die on that hill and just... <laughs> You know, you were never really prepared for uh, the empty wallet that comes at the end, and that was definitely what Reggie did. Uh, I, I'll just let him kind of take it from here. I I can't believe he thought this was a good strategy. <laughs> I still just kind of laugh at it. I still think it's a good strategy. Uh, yeah, it was really great because you had about 50 guys saved on your PGA app uh, leaderboard, and I don't think anybody got higher than, uh, what, T3? Well, I <laughs> I don't know what Corey Connors finished at. Corey Connors finished third. I'm well familiar with that. I had him 100 to 1 outright. Well, you still fucking lost, but. (laughs) I did still lose, but. Um, No, the strategy is after the first round, anyone, it depends on the tournament too and who's up at the leaderboard, but my strategy was anyone who's within two shots of the leader, as long as they're not some like horse, like you can't be like DJ or Rory or someone like that. But if it's just some random person that's within two shots of the weeds, their odds are still, like, fairly good to win the whole tournament. You know, 20, 30, 40 to 1, whatever it might be, maybe even more, depending who it is. And usually, again, depending on the tournament, you got to be within a couple shots of the lead unless someone goes really low on, like, on Friday and on Saturday to kind of get themselves back in it. And so I basically had everyone but Bryson and... And Lee Westwood. Uh, well, <laughs> Your strategy was so great, well, you, didn't, you didn't get the top guy who won or the second dude. Well, Lee was... I think he was three back. So I he was... It was two back only. So, I yeah, I only had... Or I had everyone else, but I didn't have Bryson. I didn't have Lee Westwood. And basically shot myself in the foot, essentially. Um, but I still think it's a good strategy. Because I think that happens quite often, especially if you think of all the losers, or not, I guess they're winners, but the people who aren't that great who end up winning a golf tournament, like a Richie Wierenski last year, (laughs) 
and these random people that you would think that a Rory or a you know, DJ or DeChambeau would pull it off, but then every now and then they don't, and you got the value at 30, 40, 50, 60 to 1 after they were you know, in the lead or one back after round one. Still a good strategy. I, I'm i not sure I would label that a good strategy. or. Well, it hasn't been proven yet, but well, it's you're, been proven wrong. You're, you're 0 for 1. That's and one weekend. You know, I noticed this week the uh, the Freshly didn't show up after that strategy, so I'm wondering if just the uh, the wallet might have taken a little bit of a hit on that one. <laughs> you know, that Fresh has been canceled for a little bit, and that's not a plug for Freshly. <laughs> <Yeah>. No, <laughs> screw Freshly. Yeah, they have approached us with nothing. <laughs> yeah, no plug for Freshly, but I did cancel those recently, so just a couple boxes left on our porches to finally bring down after like three months. Um, but other strategies for golf betting before we give our picks, you know, my main strategy before this year is top 10 picks. So last year when like there wasn't a ton of apps even available yet in Chicago, I, uh, I would bet four to five top 10 picks at like odds of 10 to 15 to 16 to one, somewhere in there. And based on my unit, if I won, I would basically double my money. And I hit quite a few of them. Because there's a lot of people last year, like the Richie Wierenskis and um, like Brennan Todd, I think, last year. I mean, there was a few guys who were always in that realm. Munez was always up there at that 10 to 15 to 1 for top 10. And they played really well. And so I cashed a lot last year on those. This year... I just got bored and so I got greedy so I started betting a lot of other stuff and then it kind of just went on from there but that is a good strategy in my in my mind versus just picking the winner all the time yeah I mean you can definitely find some value um or you can even if you you know if you identify a guy that you kind of am confident for the you know for the tournament or for the weekend instead of just straight up betting the outright um you know and kind of just get really disappointed when they fall up a little bit short of winning uh you know i'm speaking from experience this last week i had Corey connors at 101 odds to win the whole thing uh he finished in third the week before that uh the puerto rico open you know i uh i identified uh one golfer that i really liked uh, the only know, Puerto Rican. The <laughs> only Puerto Rican in the field at the Puerto Rican Open. How can you not bet Vamos! on Rafael Campos Rafa. at 200 to 1 odds, which was just outright disrespectful. They showed a map. He lives like 15 minutes from the course. He's obviously playing it all the time. And Rafa, you know, finished third. Uh, you you got to assume that a T5 and a T10 would have paid probably 25 to 1, 30 to 1 perhaps. Oh, at least, yeah. Uh, you know, I'd be in a whole different position instead of, you know, trying to figure out how to brag about coming close to winning. I will say, we. so I ended up live betting. I think I was in Iowa at that time too. And I live betted after round one. And I had to put enough money on it. Because I didn't, I didn't want to only win like three, four hundred dollars, and Adam over here wins like a grand or something. So I think I put like thirty bucks on it or something. Yeah, you magically figured out that you know if I was gonna win a thousand dollars, you should just bet just enough to win like a thousand ten, just enough to like piggyback off of me who did all the legwork and you know might have been the 
dare I say it, the one that got it right almost, but almost. You, you had to get the dollar amount to a point that you were comfortable with. That's right, that's right. And Which then, is just the just the pettiness that goes on <laughs> oh. between between both of us. Just the amount of just trash talk and shit talking that goes on. It's just another just added layer to it. But Yeah, that happens and you know, Adam wanted to sit at home on Sunday and watch that even though he's got a thousand bucks riding on it, and so do I. And what was the other tournament? Was the the WGC was WGC. going on? Uh, we had we had a couple we had a couple horses in that. We had we we thought we uh, we we were kind of worried going into that week because that was the first week both of us have ever from the outright said uh, we both like a certain golfer. Uh, very rarely do we are you know we kind of have, we don't compliment one we, another. Yeah, we don't we don't rarely uh, come to the same consensus. And for whatever reason, uh, Cam Smith was the golfer that week. Oh, you fucking! Uh, we were go. We were feeling great until Saturday uh, when he golfed like what eight over. He put in the water three times yeah, on like one hole. I mean, he was he was leading going into Saturday. I think yeah, he just. It just absolutely terrible. melted. So, but on the plus side, we went. I got. I dragged Adam's ass to a bar because he likes to the Sunday sweat shit. He likes to do on the couch and just sit in his own like grime essentially and and watch it on my seventy inch TV. But I dragged his ass to a bar because we had all this money on it. There's two golf tournaments going on, and then not only were we there, but then there was like a regular sitting at the bar. Who was all about Rafa with us? He was screaming at the TV. He was loving life. Honestly, I don't think he's ever heard of half the golfers on the TV, but was very adamant that all TVs had to have the two tournaments on, and <laughs> seemingly also made the same exact bets that we made because he was cheering for everybody that we cheered for. But yeah, he just saw winners in us, but unfortunately, he was wrong, and we, we were losers that day. We were definitely losers that day. That whole tournament was a little rough for us. Yeah, that was tough. I think we've talked enough. I think we can move into our picks for this next week here at the Players. It's a good tournament to start at. I don't know how many you got, Adam. Yeah, we 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 have not compared sheets this week. We wanted to keep it kind of, uh, you know, keep it real for the first show. Um, I dabbled in... Some first-round leaders, um, some outrights as usual, and then I also found a top 20 and a top 10 that I really liked this week. Um, I don't know what you want to start with or if you want to... I mean, I have a lot. Let's just say I had some money in my Iowa account, my Illinois account. I kind of go between the two states, so I just got money everywhere in these different books, it seems like. And... For whatever reason, DraftKings allows you to carry it over. Points bet doesn't. I don't know. It's complicated. But I figured oh, so they, I might can, as they well combine use the balances it. on DraftKings. DraftKings they combine balances. Yeah. Wow. Where points bet, it's like it's you're a separate log whole yeah. new like basically person essentially. So very different. Which I'm hoping is going to benefit me for their promos when I'm in Iowa. I haven't done it yet, but we'll see. Well, why don't we start with either let's let's save the outrights in the first round leader for later. So why don't we go into I don't know what you I don't know the lowest you I only have T10 and T20. So I don't know if you have top five or I got well I got a boost for top twenty, which is the DraftKings boost one for Bryson to be top twenty at plus one fifty. Yeah, I put two units on that because to me, he's, he's either going to miss the cut or he's going to be top 20. I mean, there's really no in-between. He's not going to come out and just fire, like, average rounds all four days. He's either going to go low 
or just hit like four balls in the water on 17 or something and just not make the cut. Got it. So before we go into our, what books do, are these placed on? Are you going to say what book they're placed on? Cause we, both of us use different, both of us use, um, you know, we have multiple books that we use. Um, um, at least me today, I have I have FanDuel and PointsBet, and then I have two offshores that I use. I'm not going to name the <laughs> offshores, but I have two two the illegal two. I wouldn't say illegal; it's more frowned upon. Illegal. But I don't know if I don't know what you're using these days um, besides DraftKings. No, I got PointsBet and DraftKings, and I rate chopped a little bit, but I also didn't want to like move money around. So most of it's on DraftKings, which I was actually shocked about. The majority of bet, actually every single bet, it was either the same on DraftKings as points bet, or there's better odds on DraftKings, which I guess I, I hadn't really rate shopped a ton because I didn't really use DraftKings until recently, um, just because their their promo was kind of shit in my mind, where it's like points bet gives you that free five hundred dollar whatever wager. Yeah. Where DraftKings it was like ten percent of whatever you deposit, and I'm not dropping five grand into my account. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, most of mine are on DraftKings, but there's a couple on PointsBet. But DraftKings had the better odds, um, and that's the one who has the Bryson top twenty for the boosted odds. I think it was like maybe minus one twenty or one twenty or plus one twenty, and then they boosted it to one fifty for the top twenty. What, what do you have at top 20, Ian? Uh, top 20, the only one I have is Chris Kirk. Um, mm, I have I him, him at, I have him at five to one odds on points bet uh, for T20. Uh, he's just he's been hitting the ball route well um, to start the year. I think he's I think I saw he's seven of nine. Um, he's been top 20, I think, of the last the nine events he's been in. Um, so just consistently consistently hitting it. I mean, at this point, why wouldn't you have five to one odds? So. Uh, I have one unit on that. Um, yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm I got pretty him, confident in that in that bet. I got him too, but I actually upped it a bit and I went to top ten. So I got him at ten to one for a top ten bet. I also have him to win the whole thing. To be honest, awesome. I don't really think that's gonna happen. But I do think you know I was talking earlier about this. It's a second shot golf course or a like tee to green course. To me, those are kind of the same things. Like you could say, strokes gain approach, strokes gain tee to green. Regardless, if you're hitting the green and you're gaining strokes, it doesn't really matter if it's tee or if it's just your second shot and you're missing all the fucking fairways. I don't really care. I just want you on the putting surface to be able to make the putts. And Kirk's up there in, in that realm, even for where he's ranked in, you know, just the the world golf rankings. I don't even know where he's at. But for T to green, he's decent. Is that all you have for T20? Or That's all I have for T20, yeah. All right. Um, diving into T10. Um, I got two guys. There are two guys I bet on last weekend. It's soft. Why did uh, I get two? Again, did you place I, like five, five bets? You, I mean, you see what I placed right here? I got about 15. No, I can't look over I got about 10 to 15 bets placed. Um, I just stuck with the two guys that, you know, I... I Part of me, part of me betting is, uh, you know, looking at stats, and part of it's just the eye test. Uh, <laughs> the eye test. The guy who doesn't play golf. <laughs> <laughs> I watch a lot of golf. Just because I suck at it, all doesn't right, mean I can't right. watch it. Right. Uh, but Corey Connors, um, I got at six to one odds for T10. Uh, you know, he he looked really good last week. Um, you know, he 
aside from the last round where he struggled with a couple other guys struggled, he was basically there the whole time. Uh, he, I feel like he kind of quietly just does uh, his business and is one of the better guys in the game with the main stats that we were looking at this week. Um, and then the other bet I have is Keegan Bradley. Um, top 10 was 14 to one on FanDuel. He looks like such a giant over the ball. Yeah, he, I <laughs> think I, I think he's I, he's like a dinosaur. I think I called him Cyclops, uh, <laughs> yeah. especially when he's just wearing his J's and he, he just, he looks like he's six, eight and he looks like his, an with his stance too. It looks like his clubs are like mini golf clubs or like junior clubs. Yeah. I bet on him last week too. I think he was one of the ones who was two shots back or something. And he just folded. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, but other than other than his blow up round where he couldn't putt that, what was it Sunday? Sunday he blew up. I think so. I mean, other than that, he was again just consistently just going out there and doing his business. I mean, he's just he's not going to get the draw of those bigger name guys, but he's just no, I agree consistently goes out there and puts he out good stats. Just kind of pisses me off. He just well, looks like an asshole. That's everybody that pisses you off. <laughs> wow. It's not that's not true because I'm going to tell you one that people would think would piss me off, but doesn't piss me off. Are you done with your top tens? Yeah, that's all I got. All, all over to you. Well, so I got Connors as well. Yeah. So we're on board there. What did you get him at? I got him at six to one. Six to one. Yeah. Okay. And I looked at both books too, and he was six that, to one. Yeah, five books. and a half to six seemed to be the number across the well, board for me. Well, he was different though for to win outright. He was eighty to one, I think, on DraftKings, and he was only like sixty six or sixty on PointsBet. So, because I did see that difference, and I was like, that's stupid. Um, I should add too before we get too far. I got I have half a unit on both the top ten guys, so both Connors and Bradley at six to one and fourteen to one. I have half a unit on. Yeah. So um, for the top ten for me, I have Connors. I have Kirk as well, like I mentioned. I have Brendan Grace, which I I don't know how I feel about it. I, the odds are sixteen to one, so I like that. And he, you know, just one. He kind of pulled it out of his ass, to be honest. Well, but, you see, if like, I would have known the background story of of his win, you know, his background that he had going on, his dad had just passed away from oh, COVID yeah. and all that. Sorry, we're having a little bit of a beer break right now. Yeah. But uh, he also played pretty well, uh, what was it, last week? Last yeah. week he, he came out That's of, good. he had a good round where he was like five or six under, I think, on Friday or it, Saturday that he kind of shot off the board or shot up the board. And he's kind of, he's got that approach game. That's why I picked him. Like his T to green stat, I don't think it was huge, but his approach stat was decent. And I, again, I don't think he's going to win most likely, but top 10, I felt good at 16 to one. And then the other one I have that people probably might find controversial is I got Sergio. Who is Old my faithful. favorite golfer? Old faithful. My favorite golfer. <laughs> and I know that's probably not common out there. Well, if you knew Reggie, you'd see the the similar uh, personalities and why, you know, they might be attract, you know, they might draw to each other. I mean, I think he's trying to say I can be an asshole at times, um, or a lot of times. I'm also a good person, but I can be an asshole. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, but not, it was more growing up. Like everyone, Tiger was like better than the field odds to win, and Sergio was kind of the counterpart at that point. Him and Phil maybe, and so I just didn't want to be on the bandwagon of Tiger all the time. Not then I like Tiger. I just hated the fact that when you were looking at odds, the field is worse odds than the one guy, 
So I always rooted for Sergio. I always liked Sergio. So I got him at seven to one to be top ten. He's won it before. He's like missed the cut maybe once. I don't, actually, I don't even know if he ever did. Um, and then he's also placed like a lot of top tens. So he, I, I wouldn't say he's in great form, but he's a ball striker and he's got a house in Florida. So he putts on that grass all the time these days. So I, I feel fairly confident at that top 10, unless he blows up. <laughs> like to, it's again, the Bryson thing where it's either you're going to miss the cut type deal or he's going to backdoor top 10. And did you also take him outright? Cause I saw that his outright, I think was hovering around like the 80 to one. I did range. not take him outright. Okay. So I That's have confidence, but I don't have that much confidence in Sergio to pull it off. Got it. You can't even back your boy to win it. I, I mean, all this smack if, about meanwhile, it. meanwhile, I'm Stuck. out here. Meanwhile, I'm out here throwing bands on Chess and Hadley to win every tournament he golf's in. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand that. He's fucking terrible. <laughs> so, like, I mean, he might lose his card this year, but yeah. we got to keep betting while we can. <laughs> the fact, no, you don't. It's that's like, just a, that's it's a like holes over. So you just keep betting it. It'll hit. <laughs> It'll, no, but it's not. Hey. <laughs> I would have agreed with you, you know, coming out of that Puerto Rico Open curse, but now that that's been shattered, that Vic won, I think anybody can win. Why not, Chesson? Because <laughs> he's bad. Well? I will say his stats, though, for, I think it was, uh, it's either approach or tee degree. I think it's approach, though. Chesson? The- Chessons are pretty good. And so he's just a par putter. I just he's gonna two putt everything, and he's I, gonna hopefully, he, he'll blow up a couple holes, but you just hope that. It, he's just hoping he makes the cut, I think, yeah, every week. Well, yeah. He's got bills to pay. He's got a couple kids now. You think I got the weird like favorite golfer of Sergio? He's got fucking Chesson over here. And so I saw his name up there when I was scoping and like looking at who's you know, stats-wise I might pick. And odds are good on Chesson for that. But I was like, I can't do that. Because he's not gonna, he's gonna fold. It's not so much that he's a favorite to you know a favorite golfer of mine. It's just that. I've bet on him a handful of times already at like 200 to 250 to one odds that he's going to win eventually one of these at that at that high of odds. And I'm going to be so mad that I tailed him for two years <laughs> and, or three years and he hasn't won that I just have to do it every single time. <laughs> yeah. I can't not bet him now when, when I think that he has a shot. So That's fair. Uh, I think it was two or three tournaments ago. He was top top five or top ten at the end of the first round. I think he proceeded to golf like an eight or nine over on se- on, on Friday and missed the, the cut, but... Uh, gave me some hope, you know. Just might have renewed the uh, the Chesson subscription for yeah, betting wise. That's that's what I do find tough about betting the top tens, because like I'm also betting outrights these days. And the fact that you just brought that I bet Sergio top ten, but I didn't bet him outright. Like if Sergio ends up winning, I will be so pissed. <laughs> and this has happened, and Adam would just fucking text me and piss me off all the time. And because my guy would, my top 10 guys would be like in the lead or next to the Going lead. Going into like Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. You know, final day, they'd be winning. And I'd be like, oh, what'd you bet this dude? And he's like, top 10. I'm like, oh, you're too much of a puss to actually yep. actually put your. I think the worst one was Brian Gay. <laughs> I had him top 10 to win the tournament that he won. I don't remember what it was. But I, the odds had to have been like. 200 at least. Yeah, I mean, and I didn't bet it, and he ended up winning the whole fucking thing. So Jake was very happy to get his $120 and pay for his uh, Starbucks every day for the month, but 
he could have uh, had some serious coin if he just put his dick on the table and actually bet when it mattered. Yeah. Well. Short like his Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> easy, easy. Um, all right, so that's I got. I didn't have any top fives though, so I don't. Know if you I, I didn't do those either. I top fives are too. Hard. If you're gonna bet top top five, you might as well bet the winner. Yeah. Which is kind of essentially what I did. It's so. just there could be too many people tied at the top, so then like I mean they could be one stroke back and be t6 and then you lose so i just i never understood it really um but yeah so i just i have a bunch of winners after that yeah i just have outrights and first round leaders left um, oh I, I got those too <laughs> i guess we want to go <laughs> I bet for, a lot i guess we want to go for our, our our outrights and then we can kind of dive into the the scratchy you know the scratchies for the first round leaders i mean yeah i didn't i've been pretty i've been pretty hot with those um yeah, this have. year so let's save those for the last um, for outright, um, I think my favorite for the tournament uh, is Patrick Cantley. Um, hmm, big shocker, only twenty two to one. Yeah, I, I, you know, huge I, pick. I enjoy, you know, I like chasing those, you know, whether it's mid, mid, uh, mid odds guys at like fifty or higher, or even some of those long shot guys. But uh, this is just a tournament where he's just playing so well. Um, the start it's a of the stacked year. field. This is the tournament where you would choose a fifty plus guy because like. It's the top 50 players in the world. Anyone can win. That's, I mean, you're not wrong, but I, I just, know. I felt like uh, I saw a lot of chatter around Cantley, and he's just been playing very solidly. I, I'm i just not big on, I felt the need to go to actually bet on one of these lower odds guys this week, and I couldn't really. You've been so disappointed lately. I, I know. I mean, I've come so close and yet so far, so I've just I felt like I had to mix one of these guys in there with the lower rounds. Um, I felt DJ, I mean, DJ hasn't played great the last month, um, so I didn't want to bet him, even at 12 to 1, unless, I mean, we've had this discussion no, before, unless you're like a Tiger, like it's tough to bet some of these lower odds guys, like Tiger in his prime. Um, I, I just didn't want to bet Bryson again, and, you know, the guy, the dude that stuck out to me was just kind of Patrick Cantley. Um, after that, I have uh, Neiman, Joaquin Neiman. Um, just his, what a fucking name! Just his, his, uh, his odds being at like seventy to one. Uh, I have him at seventy-five to one on Fanduel. Oh, what? Um, yeah, damn. Seventy-five to one was I felt a bit high for oh, him. Um, I got him at sixty-six, and I actually rate shot, but I didn't have any money on Fanduel at the time, so I had points bet and DraftKings, and they're both sixty-six. Yeah, so. I, uh, I heard, you know, full disclosure, I've, I've been a big fan of Neiman. Um, I really think he's going to win kind of a major tournament this year. Yeah, we got some I have I have futures bets of him already for... We both do. Yeah, after I told you to do this. Whatever. Um, so I have him at the U.S. Open and the PGA Championship. Um, both pretty high, I want to say. Both in the, like, 50 to 80 yeah, range I think it's for round, or, you know, uh, for odds, so... Uh, I just felt Neiman was one of those guys at seventy-five to one. Um, you can really pass up. Um, I also have Corey Connors at eighty to one. Um, again, he's just been playing well. He's just quietly goes out there and does his stuff. And coming off of a third place finish, I felt that eighty to one was again just really high odds for him. Um, I felt like he could have been a little bit lower. Um, granted, he, I mean he's had a couple of missed cuts recently, but I mean. When you golf like how you did last week to have, to go immediately back up to eighty to hundred to one. No, he's got the stats too. I mean, so are you done with those? Because uh, I just got I just have one more for the outright. I mean, if you I mean if you already did you bet Connors for outright? So I have Connors. So go ahead. And, well, I have every, so I, everyone you just bet I already have. So <laughs> I've been ripping on him, but like 
I have. Here's, here's yeah. the here's where uh, Reggie Garcia comes out. That's the field. <laughs> so I got Canley as well at twenty two to one because I do feel like I mean a stomach issue thing. Like I don't know what do you just have to fucking shit or something? <laughs> like it was kind of weird. It was a very weird late scratch. <laughs> yeah. It's not like he was really sick. Um, but anyways, so I took him mostly because of his um, his play into the greens. I mean, that's really what I'm looking at this weekend. And so I took him even at 22 to 1, I thought was good. I have uh, Neiman as well. He hasn't played in a little bit, I don't think. A couple tournaments. I don't remember his last tournament. but uh, I think he took last week off, but he was in the week yeah. before that. But he's he's a ball striking machine too, um, so I like him. Him and Sergio are close, and Sergio's a huge ball striking guy too. So just tee to green, you can usually expect them. It's just their putting, whether or not they're going to show up. Um, I have Hatton at well as well at thirty five to one, and he kind of had a roller coaster weekend last weekend. I had him, so I have a separate golf pool, like a fantasy thing that's year long. And I have uh, I have, I had Hatton last week in that one, and he was kind of all over the board. I thought he was gonna miss the cut, and then he went low, and so I had no idea. But I took him again because he's been. I think there's some stat like his last however many tournaments, he's like won six of his last sixteen or twenty. I don't remember what it was. Something crazy. Yeah, no, because I backed him the past two weeks. Um... And he's he was very hot coming off putting wise. He also won the I think the race to Abu Dhabi or yeah, something like yeah, he was yeah. he was killing it over um in the European in the European tour. tour. So yeah. uh, I mean it makes sense that you know you have a little bit of a uh, you know transition or a little bit of a uh, change of speed change of pace that you need coming over that he could be. I mean he, he had he had a couple of good rounds last. Yeah, he um, had two good rounds. Two good rounds and, and two, two shit rounds. Yeah, so, like, so that's where you know I feel like he's got the game for. It. I mean. He can win tournaments. He's also won in Florida. Yeah. And so I got him at 35 to 1. I got Fitzy, Matthew Fitzpatrick at 55 to 1. The little Northwestern alum. Go Cats. Go Cats. I don't know if he finished, to be honest. I think he spent like a year there. But regardless, he went to Northwestern. That's all I think his girlfriend went there, too. She's probably great looking. Probably. Um, she's probably smart too. That could be a problem, but <laughs> um, smarter than me. <laughs> yeah. No, I so I got him fifty-five to one. Again, that's kind of like the approach, the irons to the green. I mean, that's really what I'm looking for. So I like his stats on that. Same thing for Vic Hovland. Um, love me some Vic. We got a future bet over here that we'll talk about in a second. Vic versus Wolfie, but I got Vic at twenty-eight to one, and. He's been hot lately, and wait, what? No, keep going. Oh, we're just talking about how you bet basically every golfer in the field. Apparently, <laughs> you keep talking. It's been yeah. An hour. You just keep talking, and well, yeah, that's why you got to cut some shit out. But you know, Vic's important. You guys are all good though. You can't get rid of Vic. Um, no, Vic's great, and we have this future bet between Adam and myself. He thinks Wolfie's gonna win a major first, just because he had two good appearances. Vic is way better than Wolfie overall, so Vic's gonna win first. Just a case of the sophomore slumps. I still got confidence in uh, Matthew Wolf. If you're listening out there, you know we love you. Just figure it out. 
no. And how can, how do you not like Vic? I mean, he's smiling. He looks like he's high every single I told you. Weekend. At first, I always said <laughs> he like, was he, just... He's got a problem. At first, I said he's always just smiling and is a happy-go-lucky guy. And I think that he just squints because the sun's in his eyes all the time, that it looks like he's smiling at this point. I mean, I don't know. He just looks like a happy-go-lucky kind of guy. He's got the... Uh, oh, fuck. What's the brand? JL brand. Let me just cut that. I'm forgetting the name. Um, and then uh, I also have... So I did some long shots, though. So I got Grace at 200 to 1. And I also have Kirk at 125 to 1. So those are some big dog ones. We're all winning, you know, 1,500 to 2 grand, somewhere in there. Everything I've talked about already, I've placed a single unit on. And then when we get to the first round of leaders here, that's where it changes a little bit. Yeah, my only my last outright that I have is uh, Russell Henley. Um, <laughs> I have him outright on points bet, one hundred twenty-five to one odds. Uh, he, he, an interesting He's stat. He's cut for sure. An interesting stat on Russell Henley is uh, strokes gained approach the last twenty-four rounds. He leads the tour. Yeah, I saw that. Um, so that I was just think, a little stat, you know, a little tidbit that I, a deep stat that I found. I, I think um, I was, when we were talking about chess and I think I was thinking about Russell Henley because they remind me of each other. Yeah. They look alike. So I get confused all the time. So Chesson probably doesn't have a great stat. I don't think, I think Chesson's probably ranked in a two hundred. I think it's reason. Russell Henley who I was thinking yeah. of. Um, so that was my last outright at 125 to one. I have half a unit on all my, on all my outrights. Um, <laughs> Soft. I'm a little scared, but um, I you know if we want to just transition into the scratchies for the first round leader, uh, yeah. I do have Russell Henley in that as well uh, at a hundred to one odds uh, for first round leader. You know, a, a little backstory too. Nice. Um, with first round leaders, I've been a little hot recently. Um, along with uh, live betting Corey Connors last week at thirty three to one. Uh, I think my claim to fame for the the season so far has been uh. Somehow pulling Sam Burns at eighty to one odds out of my ass um, for the Genesis. Uh, not only did I have him in uh, eighty to one for first round leader, but I had him one hundred to one to win the whole thing, and I had Max Hama at sixty six to one. That's a tough um, tournament to talk about because I also trailed you on the Sam Burns and had Hama and cashed out from Iowa. Lost six hundred dollars on Hama because I think he was gonna pull it off or Homa. I don't even know how you yeah, say it. Yeah, one or the other. Homa. Yeah, Homa's probably. I think right. I'm saying it right, and you. Yeah, follow I, me I like think I idiot. fucked it up. Yeah. Um, but then Burnsy, I also had, and thought he was gonna pull it off, and he didn't, and that's why I cashed out Homa, and so that was just a bad tournament overall. Uh, Everyone hates that tournament. But going back to uh, my first round leaders, um, you're gonna see a lot of familiar names. I naturally have Patrick Cantley on there at forty to one on points bet. I have Keegan Bradley at a hundred to one on uh, one of the offshores. Um, I have Corey Connors at sixty six to one. You fucker. Um, which is also offshore, and then kind of my sneaky one that I'm not sure a lot of people kind of realize this. I looked at some stats from the past tournaments is a little bit under the radar and I felt there was great value at 125 to 1 on points bet I got was, two of them there was Alex Noren um, oh, no. Alex Noren has not finished tournaments extremely well uh, but if you look at his last 
I want to say six or seven tournaments. Um, he's got five of them are T10 or higher um, for the first round, including being uh, in first in the Farmers Insurance Open. So Sweet. at 125 to one odds, I felt that again, if he just comes out and does what he's been doing every single you know first round for the start of the tournament. Um, you know, you're going to have a little bit of fun on a Thursday afternoon, and you might actually cash it. So those are the five guys I have Scared there. Scared money right there with cash. Um, sure. I do. I will say for first-round leader, I only have a quarter of a unit on each of them. Oh, I went 25%. Soft. Jeez. Uh, you know, just spread it out. I don't have all these diverse bank accounts that you got, apparently. <laughs> yeah, you I know? guess not. Um, so that's what I have for my card. Um, I'm sure I'll add probably a couple live bets, you know, throughout the tournament. Um, whether it be a first round leader bet or, you know, an outright as the, as the weekend goes on. But, um, you know, you can follow the, uh, the Sunday Sweats podcast Twitter account. Uh, we'll be tweeting out our live bet editions on there. Uh, Wait, are you going to let me do mine or what? Yeah, I'm just plugging oh, the Twitter. Uh, at Sunday Sweats pod uh, is where you can find our live bets. Um, the fuck? Xavier just lost. Uh, they finished with a nice effort, 69, but Fuck. Xavier just got eliminated. Our God uh, damn it. producer, Jack, is an, a proud alum of the, uh, what are they, the Musketeers? The Musketeers. Musketeers, who apparently... Musketeers, uh, what a terrible Well, we're not Ran out of gunpowder We're today, not going folks. to the tournament. So, we'll see uh, at the NIT, Xavier, but... Watch we'll the first half, don't close this game. We'll up. let Reggie finish with his outrights, or, or sorry, no. his, his scratchies. My scratch, my first round leaders, and like I said, I don't love these, because if you go T1, the odds just get to shit, to be honest, but... It makes Thursday really interesting, and when you're getting through the workday, you start updating scores. If everything's waiting until Sunday, kind of sucks. So I like doing it in that aspect. And so I did. Um, I got Kirk at a hundred to one. Um, I did Neesmith at one hundred twenty-five to one, and he's another ball striking machine out there. T to green. I'm a little scared with all the water, to be honest, <laughs> but. Technically, like, you know, he just has to do good this one round. I didn't bet him for anything else. Like, that's, that's he just got to go low round one. Um, I also have, I don't even know how to say his name, to be honest, but it's like Ben On, or, yeah, some Asian On name, but it's like Ben On. And I got him at 125 to 1. Again, ball striking machine, like, strokes gain, tee to green or approach. So I have him as well. And then I have Corey Connors, which, I mean, I hope he just wins the whole fucking thing. I got him in every every capacity, basically, right now. Um, Love those Canadians. But I got him at 60 to 1. I put a half unit on all of those. Um, So nothing's too crazy, I would say, essentially. But it keeps you interested on that Thursday. And then the last thing that we haven't talked about yet is I do have a little pool with a bunch of my buddies and it's a guy who like, he works for like KPMG or something like that, one of the big four, but he put together this insane spreadsheet and the way the pool works is every year you submit the winner for every single tournament before the year starts and you can't use a person more than once. So it's kind of like the so it's a one and done. Well, but you got to submit them all ahead of time because most of them are like the Thursday before Wednesday. Yeah, that's that's your unique aspect where you're yeah. really crunching and grinding. That. So 
before you, you're submitting your picks, but it's the same thing. It's basically it's a one-and-done. Yeah. But then you get, like, five mulligans, but there's points to the mulligans. So, like, if someone, like, withdraws or, like, skips a tournament or, or has whatever. has shits on a Thursday. <laughs> yeah, or something like that. Then you can submit someone different. Um, and last year I did really well. I think I took third in the whole thing out of, like, maybe, like, 30 people. And there's an option pool within it, which makes it more interesting to where... The winner gets, you know, I don't know, four or five hundred bucks, whatever it is. But the option pool is if you pick a guy and no one else picked him for that week and he wins, you get a share of that pool that people paid money to join. So I made more money in the option pool last year than I actually did taking third in the whole thing. So this week I have Webb Simpson, which he's not option eligible because some other asshole picked him in our pool as well. Um... And he's kind of a boring golfer, which, as you can see, I didn't bet on him. And his odds are, I don't know. He's up there with the, he's up there with, like, Cantley, I think. Yeah, he's, like, he's like 20, 25, somewhere in that realm. And, like, he's just a boring golfer to watch. So, like, I got him in the pool, but I'm not, like, super heartbroken if he, like, sucks, essentially. Because I'm technically in, like, 12th out of 30 people in that right now. Yeah, so you guys suck this year. Wow. It's early. I just need some guy to win. But outside of that, like, another guy's got webs. So even if he won, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. So those are all the bets that I have this week. As you can tell, I basically have a spreadsheet. Because <laughs> it's, it's hard to keep track of all of them, to be honest. And I'll probably have some live bets, too, that I'll place. Not sure I'll do the strategy I did last weekend. It's There's too many horses in this in this tournament, but... Maybe. We'll, we'll see. We'll see where everyone's at and what the odds are at to see what I end up doing. Yeah, I mean, you can always get that. Uh, you know, we're hoping that maybe on a good old Thursday we might get a little added bonus into our account from one of our scratchies paying off. So who yeah. knows, when, you, when you're playing with house money, you might just fire out oh, all cylinders. If I win a first-round leader, I'm for sure putting some more money into it. I mean, that's guaranteed. It's just where it's going, I'm not really sure. could also just be going into beer money. Wow, and that's a separate bank account. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's what we got for this week. Um, I think we'll uh, we'll recap on Sunday. See you yeah, for we'll, us again. You we'll know. definitely be uh, at the start of the Sunday episode. Um, hopefully, we're going to be in high spirits and we're going to be just counting dollar po- bills. positive dollar bills before the tournament even ends. But. Uh, you might also get a somber mood on Sunday, so just brace yourselves. But, um, yeah, we're going to be back Sunday. Uh, we will be putting our podcasts on Spotify, um, as well as we'll tweet out the link. Again, follow at Sunday Sweats Pod on Twitter. Um, we will be hopefully joined by our expert, Lobby to break down some basketball picks. Oh yeah, you got to get those picks. Um, Guaranteed then, winners. You know, whatever you're, uh, whatever you want to take out of this, whether it's just killing some time at the office, uh, fading us or tailing us. Uh, we hope you get some enjoyment out of it. We're getting some enjoyment out of it. Drinking some bush lights on a Wednesday and talking some golf. Blue yummies. Blue yummies so for the Midwestern folk, but. You know, Taylor Fade, sweat with us. Yeah, we we hope that you're there sweating on Sundays.
Jackie on the back. Line. 